Hey there. If you've got little kids around, you might not want them to listen along with this one. For one thing, there's a lot of cussing, which we haven't beeped. And for another, the story touches on topics that could be kind of intense. If you want to check it out for a preview, there's a transcript at armandalegshow.com. But I hope you'll stick around to listen. This one's really good. Shauna Burns is ready to be your mom on TikTok. She doesn't dance or sing. She just talks. And she's not the kind of Gen Z kid who we think of as the TikTok demographic. She's in her early 40s. She's got three daughters. And when she posted her first video last year, she used the hashtag, I know I'm old, y'all. She was already leaning into her momness. Then a few months later, right before Thanksgiving, she posted this. Hey, guys, it's me, Shauna. I keep getting comments on my videos that people wish that I was their mom. Would you be my mom? Will you please be my mom? I wish you were my mom. And the answer to that is, um, fuck yeah, bitches. I will be your fucking mama. I will love on you and I will guide you and I will give you advice and I will help you and I will be all of those things that you don't have. Message me and I will be your fucking mama. Because when I was a kid, I didn't have a mom and it fucking sucks. If you're in that position and you want a mama, I'm right here, bitches. Now, side note, I am a little bit crazy and my own kids probably don't want me to be their mama. But if you do. And it cuts off right there because on TikTok, once your video hits 60 seconds, that's it. And that went pretty viral. A few days later, she posted a declaration that she'd be teaching us how to clean house. And that same day, she posted a series of videos about dealing with medical bills. And those took off. Some people who saw them started posting themselves. These folks were trying Shauna's tips, and they were working. A few weeks later, a pal flagged this one for me on Twitter. I think it's Shauna's most popular TikTok. As of today, it has been seen more than 5 million times. You go to the emergency room, you get a bill for $1,000. The very first thing you do, you'll say, I want an itemized bill with every single charge. Now, what they're going to do on the back end of that, because they don't want you to know that they've charged you $37 for a fucking Band-Aid, they're going to take that $37 charge right off of there. Before they send you the itemized statement, any of those stupid charges, they're going to take them right off. Generally, my bills go from $1,000 to $750. They take about $200 off just for stupid shit. And all you have to do is ask for an itemized bill with every charge. And they're going to take those charges off because they don't want you to know that they're charging you $37 for a fucking Band-Aid. Now, I've talked with enough people who have called to complain about $37 Band-Aids to know this doesn't exactly work every single time. But on Twitter, there were folks saying it worked for them. And Shauna Burns seemed pretty clear that it worked for her. And as you can tell by now, she is pretty charming. And scrolling through her TikTok, it was clear she's got a lot of stories. I was like, I am talking with that lady this year. And now I have. This is an arm and a leg, a show about the cost of healthcare. I'm Dan Weissman. I'm a reporter and I like a challenge. So my job on this show is to take one of the most enraging and terrifying, depressing issues in American life. And no matter how stiff the competition is right now, boy, howdy. We all know this one is still way up there. And to bring you something that is entertaining, empowering, and useful. So you can see why I'd want to talk with Shauna Burns. Her origin story is dramatic. And just a heads up, there's a lot of darkness. A lot. You might remember that first clip we played. She said she didn't have a mom, and it wasn't fun. Which is one of the reasons I find her so interesting. So, you know, Shauna is funny and smart and relatable, and she's here for the real stuff. She has seen the darkness, and she is finding a way to stay on this side of it. I'm not going to try to sum up Shauna's whole story. 
For one thing, there is just too much of it. There are hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of videos I haven't seen. Because she posts to TikTok a lot. The day she posted the medical bill videos, she posted 20 clips that day. There was a morning pep talk. Hey guys, it's Tuesday. You've made it to Tuesday. She does those almost every day. And there are six related to medical bills. Here's another pro tip. All right, guys, here's one more for you. So here's another one. Say you owe $350 to your local hospital. And seven about how to clean your house. Number one lesson in cleaning, I wish someone had taught me this, is you want to clean from the top down. So before you sweep your floors, you want to clean off your countertops. These are all in the kitchen. She did the bathroom in another series later that month. They're actually great. I love this little spin mop because it gets all the excess water out not promoting them. I just love this. There's also two blooper clips where she started recording something and had to stop and four videos where she is showing us her ferrets, honey and maple at playtime, scurrying through these long tubes on the floor. I think it's safe to say honey's happy. That 20 video day was in early December. And since then, she has actually gotten more prolific. Like she has started full on vlogging, taking us with her in her car as she drives around Charlotte, North Carolina and the vicinity running errands with the hashtag my crazy day almost every day here in this one she's just tuning the radio till she finds a song she likes and then she starts lip syncing from behind a wheel and in her first months on tiktok sean recorded a series with the hashtag group home diaries dozens of short narratives those have been replaced by sets of story time clips where a single narrative stretches across a lot of one minute tiktoks and then there's just all kinds of other stuff So there's a lot of Shauna out there, and I'm not going to try to connect all the dots. But just to give you an idea of how she brings that relatable persona to some pretty dark places, here's part of a clip recorded the day after she posted those first medical bill videos where she tells how she entered the foster system. So if you watch my previous videos, you know that I went to my guidance counselor because I watched Growing Pains, and I was like, hey, I think my mom might have a drinking problem because she doesn't feed us. So they were like, all right, well, we'll call social services. Social services calls the police. The police send an officer to my house because they have to question my mom. I could totally be lying about this. But when the cops get there, my mom is naked, passed out in the front yard. So the cop's like, yeah. She's not lying about this. So that's where the group home stories start. Some of them get into very intense territory. Child sexual abuse comes up. Shauna's world got a lot more stable when she was 19 and met her husband, who came from a completely opposite background, raised in a wealthy family. She says she was drawn to him because he was kind, respectful, stable. He loved that she was real and down to earth. For 20 years, they've made it work. He's a financial planner. She's done a lot of staying home with the kids. But even though the stories of Shauna totally at loose ends are done, her marriage didn't end all the dark, difficult parts of her story. Probably most importantly, her oldest daughter Haley has some significant psychiatric diagnoses. Those have led to a lot of encounters with the medical system and actually to a horrific ordeal. There's abuse here, and we're going to touch on a detail or two. And after that, there's a brief discussion of self-harm. So if that sounds like it would be too much for you, this would be a good place to hit pause and skip ahead a bit. So we're going to do our mid-show break a little early here just in case you're washing the dishes or driving around with your phone in your pocket and can't hit the pause button right away. If you need to skip past the most intense parts, I'll catch you in a little more than three minutes. This episode of An Arm and a Leg is a co-production with Kaiser Health News. That's a nonprofit news service covering healthcare in America. Kaiser Health News is not affiliated with the big healthcare outfit, Kaiser Permanente. We'll have a little more information about Kaiser Health News at the end of this episode. 
Here's a podcast I think you might like. We hear a lot about moms being miserable these days. I mean, that was true even before Zoom became the new classroom. And it turns out there's a whole field of social science research dedicated to figuring out why our culture is terrible for moms and what to do about it. On their show, Labor, the journalists Elise Hugh and Amy Westervelt take a deep dive into that research, and they are just the people you'd want doing it. Amy literally wrote the book that unpacks this research for the rest of us. It's called Forget Having It All. And Elise is the host of TED Talks Daily. So bringing complex ideas to life is her superpower. On labor, the two of them engage in honest, funny, smart conversations with researchers who can help us all understand how we got here and how the heck we're going to get out. You can listen and subscribe to Labor wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, here's where the story about Shauna and her family hits the darkest point you need to know about. A few years ago, Haley left home with a man who then kept her in captivity for more than a year, in a cage. It was horrific. She eventually got access to the internet and was rescued by the FBI. The family ended up in People magazine. They were on national TV. You might have heard about it. Haley's ordeal is one reason Shauna had time to have a two-hour phone conversation with me. The nearest therapist who's ready and willing to take on Haley's issues, which now include complex PTSD, is a two-hour drive for them. So Shauna had a lot of time to kill in the car. And Haley's troubles before running away are also the backstory to some of Shauna's medical bill videos, especially this one, which does get more and more specific as it goes along. Best way to deal with medical debt? Avoid it in the first place. If you know going to the hospital, they're going to charge you $37 for a Band-Aid, which I do. What you can say is, I don't want you to run any tests or do any procedures or anything without running it by me. That'll cut down on them charging you for stupid shit. Secondly, no, if you're a girl and you go in for any kind of psych anything whatsoever, you automatically will get a drug test and a pregnancy test. Tell them you don't want either one of those tests and you will save a thousand dollars. Third, if you go in for self-harm, not a suicide attempt, self-harm, you need to make that very clear. You need to say, I'm here for self-harm, not a suicide attempt. I do not need to be evaluated for suicide. They won't like that. But if you're not really there for suicide, you don't need to pay for all that shit. Save you a thousand dollars. Right. It turns out that self-harm, like cutting yourself, can be part of a whole different pattern than a suicide attempt. When we talked, Shauna told me there were a lot of non-suicidal self-harm incidents with Haley, a lot of visits to urgent care centers and emergency rooms. And one in particular, shortly before Haley left home, was very educational. Haley cut herself. Shauna took her to an urgent care place, but they insisted that Haley go to the ER of a psychiatric hospital where... Haley and Shauna waited and waited to be seen for hours and hours and hours. And in the end, Shauna says they were told, you know, we don't do sutures here. She says Haley still has scars from those cuts. And they didn't get any meds. And then, insult to injury, the hospital turned out to be out of network. And Shauna says they wanted $26,000. My husband freaked out like... <laughs> legit heart attack in the garage. Like, there's no way we're going to be able to pay. He's like, no, 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 no. This will not work. Shauna says she made a bunch of calls, talked to various people who eventually agreed to reduce the bill, but apparently nothing in writing. Shauna says she calls back and was told the last guy she'd talked to had left. So Shauna decided the time for phone calls was over. I had to go to the hospital and sit 
in the lobby for four hours to speak to the manager at billing. And basically, they're just like hoping that I'll leave. They're hoping that I'll give up. But I was like, oh, no, my teddy's strong. I'll sit here all day. I'll sit here till the janitor locks up the building. Eventually, they sat down with her. I was like, I need you to explain to me the charges. And they didn't make no sense to me. Like, there's services on here that my kid didn't even get. She literally sat in a room with me. Like, I was there the entire time. I know that none of these services were performed. So why was she charged for this? And he was like, well... Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I was fucking there, homie. None of those services were performed. And I was like, this whole thing just seems like y'all are just trying to make money off of my sick kid. And I'm not okay with that. And I started to, you know, get a little loud with him. And they basically were like, we're just going to write this off. Shona learned a big lesson from this episode. And it wasn't, hey, get a little loud. She says that's a lesson she had already picked up as a kid in all kinds of tough circumstances. She knew how to do that. And I think it's worth pointing out, she didn't pull out that tool right away. She waited for hours and hours, right, at the hospital billing office. She did things their way until she got to sit down with them. And she brought receipts, her itemized bill, and her account of what she saw with her own eyes. So it's clear, Shauna brought a lot of know-how to this encounter and a lot of patience and determination. She had all that going in. What she says she learned from this episode was... Be vigilant and assertive about looking out for your financial interests at the outset, like when you show up at an ER, or as she puts it. I was like, okay, these are some shady people. Like, when I go to the hospital with her, I need to go in like I'm going to a car dealership. Like, I need the base model. I don't want no bells and whistles. You do the basic shit to fix her, and we out the door. And when I started doing that, my husband was like, how come these bills are only like $3,000 and they used to be like $15,000? We may not all be ready to be as assertive as Shauna Burns. And Shauna Burns had a long, tough path to becoming Shauna Burns. I mean, really tough. The group home stories. There are stories she tells about life with her parents, like the time she was nine and sold some of her dad's porno magazines to buy food. She tells that one like it's funny, and it is, but only because she's here to tell it, talking to us from a quiet room in a perfectly nice house. When I talk with her on the phone... She tells me two stories about how she became the person in that house. One is from 1994. Shauna is 16. She's in a group home, and they brought in a motivational speaker, a guy named John Edwards. Yeah, that John Edwards. But this was in 1994. He wasn't a U.S. senator from North Carolina yet, and he definitely wasn't a disgraced former presidential candidate whose career ended because he cheated on his dying wife and father's secret child and spent campaign money to cover the whole thing up. He wasn't that John Edwards yet. He was just a very successful local trial lawyer who agreed to talk with the girls at a group home. I remember it like it was yesterday. He was like, my daddy was a pig farmer and my daddy before him was a pig farmer and my daddy before him was a pig farmer. But you know what? I didn't want to be a pig farmer. So I set my sights on something else. And I, you can do that too. And literally in that moment, my brain was like, whoa, I don't have to be like my parents? Wait, wait, what? Shauna says the idea that she could choose her own path was not an idea the adults in her life so far had presented. It was like you're destined to grow up and have kids and live on welfare and be addicted to drugs just like your mom. And that's your that's your path. And I'm sorry, it kind of sucks for you. But, yep, that's what's going to happen. And a lot of times that is what happens. A lot of times kids in abusive homes just continue that cycle of abuse. But occasionally there's one like me that's like, whoa, I have a choice here. There's a choice. Well, if I have a choice. 
then I'm going to choose this other life. And it was that day that I was like, I'm not going to live like my parents. I'm not going to live this life. I'm going to live a totally different life. And I did. So that's the first story. And I was like, wow, John Edwards? And then she was like, oh, yeah, also this. And she tells me the second story about how she became the Shauna Burns, who was a functioning adult. The one about her husband. I had never really been around someone that was neurotypical and functional. They met when Shauna was 19, got married when she was 20. And the story she tells, the big moment, starts when they sat down to do their taxes together for the first time. I had like 14 W-2s. And my husband was like, bitch, how do you have so many W-2s? It's just one year. She was like, I've had a lot more than that. And he asked, uh... Why? I was feisty. Like, if you were rude to me, I would fight you, and I would get fired from the jobs, or I would quit if you were disrespectful to me. Like, I, I don't need this job. I got a husband. Shoo, screw you. And my husband was like, honey, most people don't have 14 jobs in a year. And I was like, well, most people where I come from do. And he was like, but that's, baby, that's not normal. And I don't know if I can be married to somebody that's going to get fired every two weeks for fighting. She took it to heart. She says she started tracking the way she contributed to confrontations. She says she was sabotaging herself, showing up at work 15 minutes late, leaving 15 minutes early, being rude to customers. And so I just kept this little post-it note on my nightstand that was like, did you go into work 15 minutes late? No. Were you rude to customers? No. Did you do your side work and not leave without doing it? Yes. She says it worked. She kept the job for two years and never had a problem keeping one again. She remembers her husband coaching her, saying, look, if someone's impolite to you, you can let it go. I never knew that. I always knew if somebody disrespects you, you fight them. But my husband was like, no, baby, it's not like that. It's like where you come from, but it's not really like that. And he's right. Most people's lives aren't quite that simple. Don't have just one or two dramatic turning points you can sum up in a story. Mine doesn't. And of course... Shauna's doesn't either, not really. The stories pour out of her, too many stories for me to ever take in. But they make sense, and they're powerful. And at one point, I asked Shauna where she gets the time to actually record so many stories and live so much of her pretty busy-looking life on TikTok. In addition to the storytime videos and the morning pep talks and the many, many videos taken from the dashboard of her car while she's running errands, she's done whole campaigns, dozens of videos advocating for kids who are being abused and not taken care of. It is clear she watches a lot of other people's videos and messages with them. And I ask her, where does she get the time? She says it's her way of taking care of herself. Her life is stressful. Her childhood left big scars. She has anxiety disorder. And... Haley has a lot of needs. It's very hard to deal with a child that has severe mental illness. It's, it's hard. Haley needs a lot of support every day. Like if she's going to use a bathroom, Shauna has to go in first to make sure there's nobody there. That's trauma. It's just trauma. She's just been through such severe trauma. And I have all the love to give and I'm happy to go in and check the bathrooms. But it's exhausting. It's exhausting to have to be that person all the time. So sometimes when I am overwhelmed with the crazy of my life, it helps me to shoot a TikTok. And that helps me to get out of that place of like frustration and, and anger. She says the endlessness of Haley's care was part of how she got into making the morning pep talks, which was one of the first things she did on TikTok. She was already doing it for Haley. I have to be like a cheerleader for her every day. I have to like Come on, honey, get up. You can do it. Take your meds. I know you don't want to take your meds, but you can. Shauna remembers thinking, there's probably other kids out there that need a cheerleader like Haley does, but don't have one. I could do that. I could I could be a cheerleader. And she says she thought about kids in abusive and neglectful homes, kids like she had been. 
She wanted to cheer them on too. And it worked. Shauna Burns has more than half a million TikTok followers. People have hit the like button on her videos more than 12 million times. So Shauna's accidental career as a 40-something TikTok star comes down to her daughter's traumatic ordeal and some of her own. And I tell you what, I can relate. My life story is nowhere near as dramatic as Shauna Burns. But if you've listened to the first episode of this podcast, you know I started this show because this country's messed up medical financial system was pulling my family's life off course. It was shaping our biggest decisions about where to live, what kind of work we could do. And I hated it. And I was like, you know, I don't think I'm the only one. And maybe I can put my time and my skills to work here. And OK, we may not fix the whole damn thing overnight, but it'd be pretty cool to have good company, to be good company for other people and maybe help each other out a little bit. And here we are. And I got to tell you, it is working for me, thanks to you. The fact that you're listening, that lots of you are chiming in with stories and useful tips and very nice notes and chipping in to support the podcast on Patreon, it's huge. Have I mentioned how grateful I am? Speaking of very nice notes, here's one that came in recently from Allison Gower in Texas, who says she listens to the show on long car rides with her son. And she writes, I think it's a pretty odd thing to listen to these types of podcasts with a 13-year-old, but it is a way for my son and I to bond. He has heard me complain about health insurance and the stress of getting it and paying for it and also having it deny claims and deny our family coverage. Now he understands why, and hopefully we are growing a person who will fight for change. I am so, so here for that. Allison, thank you so much for this note. So here we are, upcycling our difficulties into new connections, the way Haley's ordeal essentially brought Shauna to TikTok. And that ordeal also specifically sparked Shauna's medical bill videos, a bunch of which are actually about dealing with debt collectors. Here's how the first one begins. My daughter is sick a lot and has to go to the hospital, and we don't owe the money. Georgia Victims pays it, but it's really complicated, so I deal with a lot of debt collectors. Yeah. A fund from the state of Georgia, where Haley was held captive, is supposed to pay for some of her therapy. But as you might imagine, there's a lot of red tape and delays. So Shauna was getting calls from debt collectors. And I don't actually owe the money. So it's, I'm in a great position because I can be like, <laughs> but if you have to deal with debt collectors, here's some pro tips. And then she runs through a few points super quick. One, there are hours when they're not supposed to call you. Two, there is a statute of limitations on debts. And three, Whoever is trying to collect from you has to have some documentation to show the debt is valid. And then the punchline. True. I swear I did debt collection for many, many years. And I love it when the debt collector calls me because I'm like, I know your game, bitches. Whoa. Yup. Shauna Burns used to work in debt collections and she has some inside tips to share. And yeah, I've been holding out on you. Because we're going to need a whole nother episode to get into the debt collection stuff. In this area, I've got to say, not 100% of Shauna's tips check out all the way. I mean, these are unscripted TikTok videos by your internet mom. And big surprise, the laws about debt collection are pretty complicated. A 60-second video may not fit all the nuances. But Shauna knows some interesting things. She saw some shady stuff that led her to quit the business. And I am here to get the nerdy details straight. So next time on An Arm and a Leg, on the one hand, inside dirt on debt collections from the charming and funny Shauna Burns, and on the other, nerdy details from me and some other nerds. Till then, take care of yourself. This episode of An Arm and a Leg was produced by me, Dan Weissman. Our editor is Marion Wang. Special thanks to Jacob Posner for research assistance on this episode. Jacob watched a lot more of Shauna's TikToks than I did and took great notes. 
Daisy Rosario is our consulting managing producer. Adam Raimunda is our audio wizard. Our music is by Dave Weiner and Blue Dot Sessions. This season of An Arm and a Leg is a co-production with Kaiser Health News. That's a nonprofit news service about healthcare in America. That's an editorially independent program of the Kaiser Family Foundation. Kaiser Health News is not affiliated with Kaiser Permanente, the big healthcare provider. They share an ancestor, this guy, Henry J. Kaiser. He had his hands in a lot of different stuff. Aluminum, shipbuilding, concrete, like parts of the Hoover Dam. Seriously. When he died more than 50 years ago, he left half his money to the foundation that later created Kaiser Health News. You can learn more about him and Kaiser Health News at armandalegshow.com slash kaiser. Diane Weber is senior editor for broadcast, and Tanya English is senior editor for broadcast innovation at Kaiser Health News. They are editorial liaisons to this show. Finally, thank you to some of our new backers on Patreon. Pledge two bucks a month or more, you get a shout out right here. Thanks this time to Victoria Maldonado, Jeffrey Schiller, Kathy Lord King, and Jeffrey D. Walter. Thank you so much.